What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams. I am here with Randy Hall, as always. Randy, how are you? Doing pretty good, man. It's Well, now that they're, at least when they could listen, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, if you guys take the quick time of your busy holidays to uh, get some advice from us, we appreciate it. Give us a, let us know what you did on Twitter. We'll thank you out personally. I mean, it's, uh, we wanted to do this just so people had a chance to hear this stuff, but we, we'd be very happy to be a part of your holidays. So yeah, that is for sure. Um, and honestly, I mean, I don't know how many of our, our starts and sits here are from the Christmas day game, probably not too many, but, <laughs> but if you, if you check this out, if it is Saturday and you're, you're listening before the Saturday games or Sunday, Thank you for joining us. We're we're very happy. We hope you had a good holiday. If you're listening to it on Christmas Eve, happy holidays. Stay safe this holiday season. This is going to be a shorter episode, obviously, um, because we know you you don't have an hour to listen to us bullshit uh, because we do bullshit quite a bit. So um, we're we're going to shorten it up, but we will be back on Saturday with our DFS show. We'll probably talk a little bit. Of NFL draft because we're get, starting to get really excited. At least I, I know I am. I know you are. We've we've been working on a lot of good things, Randy. I didn't even tell you about the shit I worked on today. I'll have to tell you off air because I don't want to release it to the public yet. But uh, yeah, so going to be a shorter episode. We're just going to hit starts and sits this this episode. Uh, not going to do a, a Thursday night preview, obviously, because there is no Thursday night game. But definitely not going to do a Christmas Day game preview. Um, Here, here's the preview. Uh, all the guys that we would talk about are studs. Play them. Yep, that that is true. Maybe, like maybe debate between uh, Breeze and uh, Kirky C, but yeah, right? Yeah, Saints. Yeah, I I actually don't even know. I, don't I swear, know. Saints. Vikings. That sounds right, but I I've gotten all the it. It sure is. It is Saints Vikings. Because uh, I get the Saturday games mixed up with. The, yeah, well, we don't care about those right now. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we do get started, though, the uh, why do I even try FF's new article is posted on Seth Williams, a really nice little quick breakdown. I think it's a five minute read. Uh, really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. And then Seth Williams, ironically, with our, our way to grade, I, I tweaked a couple things because I had his breakout age wrong and I, he's my wide receiver six right now. So uh Good timing, uh, because I think that was a hot topic. So yeah, I, I was a very good read. I enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't gotten enough games to actually give a rank for Seth Williams, but it did uh, highlight some of my concerns, some of my pros. So hopefully, I can dive deeper. Yeah, soon. I did have, I did have an Auburn fan uh, reach out to me when I I pushed the article, and they said he's really soft i said yeah i mean he he doesn't really use his size properly he goes no he's he's soft i said yeah he's kind of a kind of a bitch too he he likes he's got the jarvis landry mindset where he'll talk shit when he didn't really do much um but just say, just say defend just say db mindset that's yeah that, yeah that's true <laughs> all right let's get into our starts and sits of the week uh first before we give ours we'll give sean's uh because sean isn't with us tonight he's got some work shit going on but he did put in his starts and sits and some reasoning i am going to read it verbatim except for this first one uh provided that they're not all this corny so uh sean's quarterback start this week is 
Baker Mayfield, which I love, of course. I wanted to read that one first because it's Baker Mayfield. He said he's on fire, but he typed it in Spanish, and I'm not even I'm not doing that. Um, Jets are allowing third most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks and a league high completion rate over 70%. Listen, Baker was in contention for my star of the week as well. Uh, he's been on fire. He's the quarterback three, I believe, in fantasy over the last three or four weeks or something like that. I've taken a pledge to not tweet about him that much, so I won't talk about him that much either, but Sean says to start him, and I agree with Sean. All right. You're up. Okay, I was going to say, you want to keep rolling or no? All right. My QB star of the week is a guy that was QB three last week, and Jalen Hurts. He is a running... He is running double-digit times every game that he has started so far, so that increases his chancing for a rushing touchdown. I know most people play in four-point passing and six-point rushing touchdown leagues, so that gives you that slight advantage there. Um, He's getting schemed around to avoid his flaws uh, because he's a backup, so Doug Peterson can actually coach for him. So he's making quick reads, organ out of the pocket to make bigger plays or run more. So I do trust what they're doing with him. He's obviously not going to be that accurate because that's he's just not. Uh, he's, I think he was just over 50%, close to 60 last week. Uh, so not great. Uh, kind of Josh Allen college numbers there. But with the rushing floor is why we like Josh Allen too. So I'm going to stick with it with Hertz. Uh, I think every week with that upside, he has a high tier QB2 floor right now. And especially against the... Dallas defense, who was dead last against the run. So I think him and Miles Sanders are going to go off this week. So I'm going to stick with Hertz, uh, stick with the rookie, and hopefully yeah. you got him and you could play him today. Fun fact about this I just tweeted out my Hertz versus Herbert breakdown. Uh, I've gotten that question quite a bit actually from you, and we've had a couple of accounts reach out to us about the Hertz versus Herbert. I don't know where it's going to fall in consensus, but I did say if you want a really good chance at a boom, pick Jalen Hurts. But if you want the safety, because we have a two-game sample of Jalen Hurts, I'd love to trust that he's on the higher end and he's going to get you 20-plus points. And I think he probably does. But I also, if I have Herbert, I don't want Herbert to go off for 100 fucking points either. So, uh, yeah. Go to my Twitter and you'll see that. FF Baldman. I didn't say that earlier. It's um, it's a tough one. It really is. I brought it up in a league that I'm going to win anyways, where I had three really good decisions to make. And I mean, the last time Herbert played Denver, he had 30 points. So, <laughs> and I believe that's with two picks. So it's really hard to distinguish between the two. I guess if you want that passing numbers, you go Herbert. If you want a kind of safer floor with rushing, so you know we can't completely bust, you go Hurts. Yeah, I'm for it. But Herbert's been too good for me to pick him for start of the week. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that that is accurate. All right, uh, another guy that's been good, but not definitely not too good to be picked as a start of the week is mine, Mitchell Trubisky. I know what that sounds like. Imagine starting Mitchell Trubisky in your Week 16 championship matchup. I understand. I do get it. He's averaging just 17 fantasy points per game over the last three. He did hit 24 fantasy points. He was a quarterback one that week. But overall, he's looked pretty good. And he's got the Bears offense looking. I wouldn't say he has the Bears offense, but 
I will say that his running ability has opened the door for David Montgomery, which has really carried this offense. And they get the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, who are 32nd uh, in fantasy points against opposing quarterbacks. The dude, listen, sometimes you have to look past the stats, and this is one of those times. He's playing for a contract. Like, he is playing for literal money right now. He's playing playing for a Mariota deal or a Cam deal. Yeah, or or even a, hopefully not a Jameis deal. Hopefully he doesn't take yeah. that little money. But yeah, you know he he has something to play for. And the Bears are in a, they're battling for a pay, playoff spot right now. I don't think that they let their foot off the the gas here. Um, I I think that the Bears are going to try to pour it on the Jaguars and and really gain some momentum headed into the playoffs. I have Mitchell Trubisky as a quarterback one. I typed here, expect a Trubisky 30-burger. I'll call it like a 25-burger. Oh, just a, just a flat old 25-burger. <laughs> um, I I wish I had all that confidence. I have a, the same rank as you. Uh, the 30-burger will scare me, but you could be a QB1 anywhere from the back end, anywhere from like 18 to 23. Usually it's the back end, so I'll take it. I'm all for it. This helps us in the Lister League with the win because that also means Montgomery. And Al Robinson probably have a really good day, so let's get it. Hell Fuck yeah. you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Rich, but we love you, and, but we're going to beat you. All right, uh, let's move on to our running back starts of the week. Randy, do you want to read Sean's this time? Oh, if I must. Uh, Sean's going to go with uh, his A1 running back, uh, David Johnson. He, sorry i'm so sad david johnson of course i'm sad he had 11 receptions for 106 last week Bengals allowing almost five yards per carry to rbs uh i know the Bengals were hard on the steelers backups last week so maybe that gives you some pause but it is a good matchup the 11 receptions won't happen because it seems like duke johnson's playing but it doesn't mean he doesn't get five or six so i think he's got a safe floor for you yeah, that's where I'm at with Johnson, too. Someone asked me if he should play David Johnson and Brandon Cooks and hoping that the Texans go off despite having some really, really good players in, in his running back slots. I think he had like Jonathan Taylor and a couple other guys. But I said, I don't think David Johnson really has a really good ceiling. I don't think he ever really does. Last week that, was more that, anomaly than anything yeah, else. But that's a ceiling. The anomaly yeah. is a ceiling. Me and you both have him at RB19, so it's a solid start option. Obviously, if you have better options, play them. If you have a yeah. question, talk to us. Yeah, for sure. Do you want me to go next? I think yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll go next. All right. Uh, Gio Bernard is my running back start of the week. I typed here, ride the fucking wave. He had 25 carries against one of the best, if not the best still at the time. Uh, rush defense is. Rush defense is. Whoa. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Steelers are, I, I think, Steelers are like the best overall defense. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a fair assessment. But um, Gio Bernard looked extremely good last week, and and it was kind of unwarranted. You didn't know what to do with him. He is the RB twenty five on the year. He had just under a hundred yards. He had eighty three. He did find the end zone twice, once through the air. You might not get that this week, but. I do think that against the Texans uh, run defense, which is just fucking awful, like one of the best matchups for running backs, Zach Taylor came out and said that Joe Mixon is not coming back this week. 
I don't think they have any trust in any of their other running backs. And I do think that the Bengals are trying to win games. We saw that last week. They're playing. Zach Taylor's coaching for his job. This kind of goes back to the Trubisky argument. He's playing for a contract. Zach Taylor's playing, or he's coaching for literally keeping his job. So I think Gio Bernard is leaned on heavily. Uh, I think Ryan Finley probably doesn't get as many, many keepers on those RPOs, but you never fucking know. Uh, hey. If it's not expected, it's a good read. That's true. Uh, but I have Geo as a high-end RB2 this week, so I, I'm starting him. Uh, I did pick him up, in a, and I'm thinking about starting him over Kareem Hunt this week, which oh. is bold. Is it? I don't know. Is it fully is that it? bold? I don't know if it's bold. bold. <laughs> uh, how about a bold? Do you, do you think Bagels or Texans with this? Bengals. Really, I'm gonna go with Texans. I think that that helps both teams. Honestly, it's true. <laughs> Bengals kind of want to keep that third pick, I assume, and Texans yeah. want to win more games, so their pick isn't as good because they don't even have it. That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. All right, my RB star of the week, uh, freshly activated off the COVID list, Miles Gaskin. Um, I will state if Gaskin isn't playing, I think Savan Ahmed is a good play here as well. He is, uh, Gaskin's been a really solid back all season with a pretty solid floor. Uh, Raiders are an amazing matchup for running backs, 25th run, de- 25th run defense, so really bad. Uh, <laughs> if he's healthy uh, and he keeps practicing, I would trust him to have a similar performance as Ahmed had last week, which was 20-plus touches over 100 yards on the ground and a score. I think that's very, very doable against this Raider defense. This is a must-win game for both teams, technically. But both these teams are better running the ball than passing, especially right now with Tua not being fully ready and Carr being a little banged up. So I expect this to be a Gaskins and Jacobs highlight reel. I hope so. I hope <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we've been talking about our listener league lineup. We're not going to give away the deets, uh, but we do have both of those guys that you just you just talked about. So uh, full full send on that. Uh, Randy, I do have a question for you now that I opened up my, uh, my app to look at the Kareem Hunt versus Gio Bernard, uh, kind of bold claim. So I, I did just move Gio into my lineup, uh, with the expectation is Julio going to play this week? Do you know? Well, I mean, I don't know, but I don't see, I don't see why you rush him back. Okay, so then in a championship matchup, <laughs> would you play both Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley? Oof. So the last two weeks, we, they're playing Kansas City, who is second against opposing mm-hmm. wide receivers. But the last three oh, weeks, they both had 15 or more, and the Falcons are going to have to throw. Yeah, their running back situation is obviously dire. Um, and the Chiefs are that high because they have taken away the deep shots of late. Where Ridley, while he can get the deep shots, both him and Gage work well better over the middle of the field, which is where they give it up. So I think you could play both. Okay. Okay. Because I so my my pivot. You're playing Ridley no matter what. So oh for sure my pivot from Gage is either Crowder or Aguilar. So, Gage, Gage is, 
is we'll we'll talk about it. I just I opened yeah. it up and I thought that was a good nugget. I was going to say Gage is safer, but technically Crowder is, but he hasn't had any boom games of late. And he's still questionable somehow. I hope he fucking plays. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that's questionable, Sean's wide receiver start of the week. Uh, Chris Godwin is his start this week. And that's, uh, that. like I said, I call that questionable, but I'm going to trust Sean and we're going to sit Chris Godwin, but he's going to start him. So, uh Lions are allowing over 40 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. Uh Sean says that Chris Godwin has a high touchdown upside against the bad Lions secondary. Justin Coleman has struggled the last few games. He's allowed 29 receptions on 33 pass attempts. That's what he has written down. I do want to open up where Sean has Chris Godwin ranked this week. Um he has Chris Godwin at wide receiver 23. Uh, Sweet has him at 22. You have him at 23. Okay, maybe I'm the only one that's super low. I have him at 32. Yeah, it's only you. Um, <laughs> you have Mike Evans about where all of us do. So, yeah. You're picking the one. I mean, really, uh, because Evans has completely different target share like types than Antonio Brown and Godwin, his work has been saved basically. But yeah. Antonio Brown kind of coming of ages here is affecting Godwin slightly, but only in targets. Obviously Godwin's still elite when he touches the ball. Uh he's gotta get the ball thrown to him. Um Yes he fucking I, does. I I mean as long as the Lions are scoring, I think Godwin's a good play. But which but, well, which I feel like I should lean into my my wide receiver start of the week here. That's a really good segue. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Uh, so my wide receiver start of the week is on the opposite side of the field. It is Marvin Jones. Um, so I guess I guess maybe I need to reevaluate where I have Chris Godwin ranked because I do think the Lions are going to be able to put up points. As, uh, as seen by, by this start of the week, it's been very up and down for Marvin Jones lately. He's had one good game one bad game, another bad game, another really, really good game. Last week he had, I believe, 18 fantasy points before halftime. He's coming on. He had he finished with 10 catches, and he's clearly shown us that he is Stafford's safety net, but he's also his go-to down the field. He's his go-to in the red zone. Like When Kenny Galladay is out, Matthew Stafford wants to lean on Marvin Jones. Tampa Bay has been fairly bad against receivers. I don't think that's all on Carlton Davis. I do think that that presents a tough matchup for Marvin Jones, but I actually just read an article this week about how wide receiver uh, cornerback matchups don't impact fantasy the way we think they do because a true shadow really never happens. And that's kind of what I'm hoping here with Marvin Jones. I I think they move him around the the formation enough where he's not going to get shadowed and it's not going to be a huge problem. I have him ranked at wide receiver 17 this week. I expect eight catches, 82 yards, and two touchdowns. Big, big day. Uh, but I ranked him minus the touchdown because <laughs> I don't want to try to predict touchdowns. But that's just what I'm I'm guessing. Well, I, that average besides the touchdown, or the, the expectation besides the touchdowns, uh, sounds very similar to my start of the week. Uh, very true. I'm going with a little bit more 
outside the box here. I'm going Richard Higgins. Uh, this may be a little bit of a homer pick, but with how good, well, how much better the Jets' run defense is compared to their pass, which is their pass is 30th in the league, and I believe their rush defense is top 15, somewhere in there. Uh, but this is a little bit more of a ballsy play. I get it. He's had 30 receptions for almost 500 yards and two scores since Odell went down. Huge target increase over the last three weeks. Uh, 24 targets, 16 catches, 240 yards, and two touchdowns. So that's an average of eight targets, five catches, 80 yards, and almost a TD. Uh, So those are numbers that I'm really liking of late. And I like how he's playing. He's fighting to get open. Um, These would be even better if there wasn't for pass interference here and there. So. I think Landry is a solid play, but it's a bit obvious. So I went here to try and be a little bit different. Um, I have him as a wide receiver three this week, and that's a strong flex consideration. And there's so many leagues that have three starting wide receivers. So, I mean, (laughs) I think you could trust him this week. I don't know if I necessarily play him. I know I wouldn't play him over Godwin, um, just ranking-wise. And Marvin Jones is right behind Godwin for me. So they're both ahead of Higgins, but I think Higgins is very, very good. Uh, I have him over guys like Devontae Parker this week, DJ Char- Chase Claypool, almost over Juju. Uh, I would have had him over Juju if he was still dancing on logos, probably, but uh, <laughs> because he got bullied by the internet, uh, he's not doing that anymore. But who is going to keep doing the hurt stuff is Hollywood Higgins. I can't wait for him to get 80 yards and a score this week so we can see that. Hollywood celebration in the end zone and a big win and hopefully a clinch into the playoffs. Hell yeah, dude. Did you see, I know you saw it. I think you liked it. My, my tweet about his, his ranks and DVOA and yeah, drop. I and, bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I, I, I went into PFF. Normally I try to pull like one, one nugget that people find interesting. And so I saw that uh, Richard Higgins He's, I think he's 21st in receiving grade, uh, maybe 31st in receiving grade. So I was like, holy shit, that's that's pretty crazy. So he's 31st in receiving grade, went to yards per route run. He's 21st in yards per route run. And yards per route run is very, very indicative of fantasy success, um, long, whether it's long-term or, or in the immediate. Obviously, if you're getting yards uh, at an efficient pace, like, of course, that that correlates to fantasy success. But then I looked, I was like, well, maybe his hands aren't that good. Nope. They're, they're really good. He ranks 21st in the league and has only dropped 2.8% of his passes. Uh, and then his DVOA rank is like 12th. Richard Higgins is like one of the top 25 to 30 receivers in the league. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm glad he stepped up. I'm glad DPJ stepping up. Uh, I do think they'll end up drafting some guy just for depth, but I love what this offense is becoming, and they have to score apparently 30 points a week because this defense, while they did get Ward back, is still kind of shitty. <laughs> Very true. Speaking yeah. of the Browns offense, uh, I guess I'll, I'll cover this one. Sean's tight end star of the week, ironically, is Austin Hooper. He has scored two of the last three games. Uh he already has a start of the week at Baker. Ironically, we somehow have three Browns. Uh, I want to point out, I put mine in before Sean's. I would have picked a different receiver if I would have saw this. 
<laughs> uh, but he did see six targets last week in a game where we didn't even think he was going to play. Jets are giving up a league-leading 17 fantasy points per game in the tight end position. I expect a solid day from every Browns receiver this week. That includes the tight end position uh, because they're going to be able to run the ball because the running, the run blocking and running backs are superior to most teams, really, let's be honest. So they'll be able to get it done, but they're going to be able to throw the ball much easier. So I think they're going to kind of come out guns blazing like they did against Tennessee. And they're going to want to steal their victory early so the guys in the box can start watching that Steelers-Colts game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't hate this one. Uh, I I don't love it, though. Uh, I, I, okay. I don't mean to disparage Sean's starts, but I just am going off my rankings, and I have Austin Hooper at tight end 16. So, like, a decent play, but... I mean, you have him... So, you have him... Tight end 16, so that means he doesn't get a touchdown, basically. But if he somehow gets a touchdown, he's tight end one. I'm at 13, so I have him either getting the six targets again, probably like five catches, or getting a touchdown, which he got last week. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I I think think it's good. I think it's good. I'll trust Sean, like I said. It's, I mean, for a, a lot of the dart throws at tight end, I think he's a solid one pick. Yeah, sounds good. All right, my tight end start this week is, I already, I already teased this in the last episode, but it's Jordan Akins. Uh, he posted a double-digit fantasy performance without a touchdown last week, which is hard to do at the tight end position. He had five catches, I believe, for 50 yards on the dot uh, on six targets. He gets the Bengals this week, who are just fucking atrocious against opposing tight ends. I think he's actually working his way back to what I believe will be his highest snap count since week four when he got injured. I I do think that Jordan Akins is the best tight end on this roster, and I think the Texans know that, and I think they're going to use him to that to that uh, capacity. The concern, obviously, is Darren Fells. It's Kale Waring. I'm... I'm not too concerned. Like I said, Jordan Akins, when you get the ball in his hands, he reminds me a little bit of of young Janu out there. Uh, he's kind of a, a bowling ball when he has the ball. So I've been saying that about a lot of people lately. But uh, yeah, Jordan Akins, tight end one week, coming at you. He's going to be, quote unquote, a league winner. Wow. Fuck uh... it. Speaking of league winners, uh, I'll go. I love Jordan Akins. Uh, I said in the last one, you kind of steal him from him because he's been my guy all season. I just love what he's done before he got hurt. So I'm glad he's getting back to full snaps. Looking at our rankings, he's going to be a consensus tight end one for us. So I'm all for it. Uh, another consensus tight end one. Look, it's the tight end position. I know you're playing this guy. Uh, he had a great week last week. <laughs> but it's the last week. It's the fantasy championships. I have to go out with my A1 tight end. I'm going Noah Fant. <laughs> like yeah, I said, dude. I played the game last week. Uh, we should have played him in the listener league. We thought too much about it, and we almost, well, we didn't almost lose because of it, but we could have. Well, we won't make that mistake this week, most likely. Uh, <laughs> but Chargers can be picked apart at the tight end position. This could be a higher scoring game because, let's be honest, both these teams aren't very good, but their offenses can put up points when they need to. I expect another tight end one performance. Plain and simple. 
Yeah. I, I'm in on this, man. I uh I mean, he what what else are you gonna do at the tight end position? Honestly, you're just hoping for a touchdown at this point. And I think all three of these guys are gonna find the end zone. That's what I think. Um, all right. Let's move into our sits. I'm gonna just read off Sean's really quickly. He he doesn't have a lot of reasoning for the second guy. Uh so his first sit, DJ Chark. Only one wide receiver three finish since week four. Bears are number one in DVOA against wide receiver ones. No thanks. Uh, yeah, can't, can't argue it. Hate it. Hate it. I can't wait until either Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields is throwing DJ Chark the ball. Same. Uh, do you yeah. want to scroll as Otherwood? Yep. Ito Smith. He stinks. With one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, ninety-seven S's. Uh skipped a few there. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh Edo Smith, I don't I have him ranked, I think, 30 or 31 this week. It's not a great play. Listen, if, if Todd Gurley couldn't get it done, Edo Smith, it, I don't know that Edo Smith is even better than this version of Todd Gurley. I think it's more of a... Oh, Todd Gurley's he, better. I, yeah. I, I I don't know what the, the angle is here, but uh, I don't know if they're saving it. I don't, I don't get it. Um, but Ito Smith, uh, I mean, decent flex in deep leagues is what I would say. And even then, like I'm probably playing receivers because I don't know how much passing work Ito's going to get. So. so, I mean, he's going to be the quote-unquote lead back um, he was kind of that last week with only 47% of the touches. I think Sean's trying the money here. If he's the lead back, that's at max, probably like 60% of the carries or snaps, I mean. And he's done nothing all year. They really just want to see what they have at him, see if they need to draft two running backs or just one because they're drafted a running back. <laughs> it's very true. Hopefully, I think Travis Etienne fits that offense, but offense might look different next year. So, uh, cool. All right, I'm going to go into mine, and then we'll alternate. Or you can do yours back-to-back or something. I don't know. Uh, So my first sit is James Conner. So James Conner has been one of the more disappointing guys over the back half of the year. It's almost been a Todd Gurley instance where this dude, he's not really healthy when he's out there. We know that. and and it kind of shows. So he the last two weeks that he's played, he has seen well, he got hurt two weeks ago and then he didn't play last week. But uh if he is back, which I do believe he returned to full practice today, that means you're gonna be staring him down and it's James Connor, right? He scored a lot of points at the beginning of the year. He was scoring double digits every week. Well, fun fact, he's only scored double digits one time since his week god damn it sleeper you do this to me all the time um one time since week nine double digits that's that's an absurdly low number you can't really start james connor even in a flex capacity i believe i have ito smith ranked ahead of him which is why i am sitting him this week yeah i'm not i'm not comfortable playing him anywhere yeah. I, where do I even have him ranked? I know I have him above Edo Smith, but I think that just says more about Edo Smith. Do I even have him ranked? Like, <laughs> probably. I, I mean, 
Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked to see. Oh, no. I have Hito Smith ahead of him too. I'm at 35 this week. Shit. I have Frank Gore ahead of him. Holy hell. Oh, it feels right though. It does. It feels right. I don't know what to tell you. I, I think he plays. Uh, it's a bad matchup. I think he's on a very small snap count because they want him to be healthy for the playoffs. So I think we're getting all three backs this week, which means against a bad a bad matchup, I'm not playing James Conner. Yeah, gross. He, he has to get touchdowns, get value. He's been robbed of touchdowns by Snell this whole second half of the year. It's going to happen again. So, yeah. Speaking of needing touches to be relevant, uh, my first sit is going to be Mike Davis. These, oh my God. these transitions are fucking awesome. I'm man. trying, buddy. I'm trying. I have Mike Davis uh, running back 28 on the week right now. Uh, obviously, if CMC plays, this is a clear sit. doesn't matter. You're playing CMC if he's playing because it's fucking CMC. Uh, but Mike Davis, as it is right now, not even worth a look, in my opinion. Only because his touches and snaps are so volatile of late. He's switching between like 45, 58, 70% touches. It, it makes no sense to me. Uh, I mean, he's only had about 50% snaps multiple weeks down the stretch here. So you just can't trust him because he's a guy that needs a lot of volume to be productive. Unlike Christian McCaffrey, who deserves the volume and is productive with every touch, Mike Davis can only be productive if he's getting 75% or plus of the workload. Uh, it's a rough matchup against that Washington D line, which means he's only going to get real true value through the pass game. And they are healthy for the first time in a little bit at receiver with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel, who is going to steal backfield touches from Mike Davis. I just don't trust him. I, he has scored under 10 points. I think like the last three or four weeks or something like that. It's pissed me off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I definitely I don't have Mike Davis on a championship roster. That's I'm good. pretty positive. Yeah, okay, crazy though. He did have 26 points uh, against Denver, but it's because he got two touchdowns and he got the 70 percent of the workload. He had 54 last week. Every time he's had below 70, his highest output's been 10. Right. Yeah, I, I do think that Mike Davis is going to be a common name on championship rosters, though, because of the value that you got with him if you either drafted him in the very last round or if you got him off of waivers. I think you were able to ride Mike Davis to the championship for the most part. So yeah. I, I think it's at least. Yeah, I, I do think it's worth saying you should sit him despite riding him to where you are right now. Like I said, I'm at RB28. So that's a spot where I most likely on my roster have three, maybe even four backs that I've ranked higher than that. So it's like I said, he's been too volatile. This is your championship game. I And they play, I think they play Saturday, don't they? I, I do not know. That's that. you're not helpful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like I said. I, these these freaking Saturday games are throwing me for yeah, a loop. They are. I'll look at it up. Sorry. They play Sunday at four. Oh yeah, they flexed into the four p.m. So that means if you're full confidence playing Mike Davis, that means you've let the Friday game, all three Saturday games, and the one o'clock games go, and you probably had someone you could have played there. So it's either. <laughs> 
you're waiting and you're deciding between him and like Miles Sanders or something that plays it for or something like that, or you're deciding between him and Aaron Jones, which isn't a fucking decision, or Derrick Henry, which isn't a decision. You know what I mean? Like, right. A four o'clock game on a guy you can't fully trust is really, really rough this week with four games before that. Usually it's only one. So, yeah. For I sure. mean, please. If if you don't if you don't believe me in this area, send us a start sick question with who you're debating between. But I can say with probably full confidence that eighty percent of that time we're gonna pick the other guy. Yeah, for sure. Who's your second guy, dude? Okay, well, uh, another guy that's been a little bit hit or miss, but solid of late. I'm going T. Y. Hilton. Um, uh, yet ironically, wide receiver twenty eight in the week for me right now. Because he's been so solid, uh, it, he ended up getting, I believe, like 10.5 points last week. He barely snuck it in. Rivers actually has 152 passer rated when targeted him. That's a really good thing. The bad thing is, this is a well-coached defense for the Steelers that he's facing. Uh, and I'm just saying, I don't mean to be sarcastic really here, but if I know that he has that good a passer rating going towards Tiwa Hilton, do you think... Oh, it's do you think the Steelers don't? I mean, <laughs> do you think an NFL defensive staff doesn't realize what's happening here? They're not going to let him throw to Hilton as best they can because it's not like Pascal had two touchdowns last week, but it's because he was wide the fuck open. Pittman did nothing. It's basically the running backs that are carrying them. They're going to make them beat them. They're not going to let T.Y. Hilton and this little resurgence he's had beat them. I mean, if they're losing, uh, they're losing because Hines and Taylor just ran down their throat. That's all that's going to happen here. Uh, I mean, the Packers shut him down, and they have a worse pass defense than the Steelers. So I, <laughs> I just don't understand how this is going to work like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and this month, the Steelers have been even better against receivers. There's six fewest points, two receivers this month. I don't see how Hilton breaks out this game. He might sneak in with another 10 points, but it's the same thing as Davis. If you're not sure this week <laughs> and you're relying on 10, possibly less than 10 points, but you're hoping for 20, I mean, that's that's going to be rough. Again, if you don't know, please send us to start sit and we'll give you our best guess in that scenario. But we're going to know Saturday night if we need to root for the Colts or the Steelers here. <laughs> I'm hoping the rest of the Colts can get it done because i don't think hilton will he's gonna need a touchdown to even matter in my opinion yeah i was with this and i was actually listening to the fantasy footballers today for the first time in a while i've been missing their show uh but shout out to them they they did talk about this scenario with hilton and then there was a start sit as well with uh philip rivers i think it might have been or naheem hines or something like that uh, but they basically said, like, you can't you can't really play any Colts except maybe maybe the two running backs, maybe Jonathan Taylor, maybe Naheem Hines, because the Steelers haven't been great since losing Bud Dupree against running backs. But that has made them even stronger against wide receivers. So I'm with you 100 percent. here. Yeah. And I, I think I have Jonathan Taylor probably higher than you guys this week, only because I think he gets in the end zone. Yeah. Um and I have Hines decently high up as well, just because he gets some running work and he gets the passing work. So does Jonathan Taylor. But uh, like I, I just think the running backs are winning this game for the Colts if they can win it. Um, 
like I said, until the uh, until Saturday's done with, I don't know who I'm rooting for in this game. So uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited for this weekend of football. Um, all right, I need to give one more one more sit, and it's it's more sweet than than bitter for me because I was talking about how I have Evan Engram outside my top twelve in dynasty rankings kyle pitts was in there that was it was mostly a kyle pitts tweet uh but also there was a a ton of debate over tunyon why is tunyon up here blah 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 well since that uh since that tweet it was about three weeks ago evan ingram hasn't even hit double digits uh despite probably getting most or second probably second second or third most let's let's not i i try to consider Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, even though they're basically receivers, but Evan Ingram has over the last three weeks, 19 targets, and he has turned that into 18 fantasy points. It's fucking atrocious. Dude fucking sucks. Um, I don't mean to go at Evan Ingram, but one of the most inefficient pass catchers I have ever seen. He drops every ball. He has one, uh, receiving touchdown on the year and i will say like he does get used in the ground game sometimes they give him the little handoffs but you're looking at this matchup this week and i'm sure you're looking at like expert consensus rankings this week and you're looking at where the aforementioned ballers have evan engram ranked and you're thinking wow this is this is a pretty good start spot for evan engram in my championship matchup he's going against the uh, what the fuck sorry the baltimore ravens um my my computer just freaked out um he's going against the baltimore ravens which are actually pretty bad against opposing tight ends you cannot start evan engram you can't you absolutely cannot lose because evan engram got you four points in your tight end spot when you have an opportunity to go get a guy like jordan akins or a guy like austin hooper or maybe some dumbass drop noah fan uh, for some reason, I mean, Mike Kosicki didn't play last week. He could be available. I think he right. could play with Tua. I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, just I would, I would rather play Cole Komet over Evan Ingram, and I've missed on Cole Komet two weeks in a row. I'm I'm sticking to it, damn it. Um, I'm not sure about that one. Um, but I mean, just our rankings alone, three of us have Ingram at 14. One of us has 15. I mean, that just shows our confidence. That means. We think he gets the seven or eight points. That's what that means. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I just I'm done with Evan Ingram. I, I hope some team signs him and I hope he has an Eric Ebron like revival to his career. because uh, he's on the same career path, like highly drafted, Sorry. highly drafted, drop issues, except Eric Ebron still has drop issues. Uh and Evan Ingram's had a better start to his career. He's been better. True. His his rookie year was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens next year with this. I mean, most people assume that the Giants do not take a quarterback this year, but uh, we're, we're, we're who's to say who their GM is? Who's to say the coach? You know, I assume right. the coach is, but like, we're we're in a very weird time. I, yeah. Daniel Jones being hurt maybe saves him for another year. I, I don't know, but does that help Ingram? Does that hurt Ingram? Is Ingram set? You know what I mean? Everything's up in the air for this guy. 
I don't think they, I mean, obviously the Ravens are decent against, uh, like, better throwing against tight ends than wide receivers uh, because their corners are fucking good and they stop receivers. <laughs> That's the only reason why. So, yeah. Which also, I mean, Evan Ingram lines up in the slot and out wide quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, even more. Fuck him up the slot. <laughs> Very true. All right, um, that'll do it for our starts and sits. That'll do it for this episode. Before we get out of here, I do want to say good luck in your championship matchups. Good luck in your consolation or toilet bowl matchups. You should still be trying to win, guys. I know I'm I'm in a couple fifth-place games. I'm in a couple seventh-place games. I'm in a last-place game against Randy, uh, I believe. I think, I think we're battling for last in armchair right now, Randy. We probably should talk about that more often than we do, but we'd so like more, to. Hey, listen, I said going into the season, my team sucked. This is this is on you. I had shit hey. starters back. I have shit quarterbacks. This is on you if you lose. I'm just saying. It's true. I I will say that that's the league. I'll, I'm gonna scream excuses until I die because I was in the championship last year. Uh, but Saquon Barkley out starting week two that really fucked me went light on running back but anyway uh good luck in your matchups whether you're playing for a championship or not um if you are playing in a championship take home that trophy that ring those bragging rights we are truly truly pulling for you this week send us your start sick questions uh starting as soon as you hear this if you want to shoot us a, a tweet at the cut ffb we'll happily answer we will be doing that a little early, even with the holidays. Um, I, I have to fucking work. If if you listen to this and it's Christmas Eve, I'm I'm working, so I can answer questions then. Hey, speaking of the AFL, quickly, mm-hmm. Adam, if you're listening, you're in the championship, buddy. If you want to send us any questions, I'm happy to help you win this title. Um, Adam, Adam texted me tonight. They, with one they, you're a good guy, uh, but. Just, just for the sake of Adam's fandom with this Eagles team, I want him to win. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So Adam, it, was that the league that he's asking me about? Freaking uh, Jalen Hurts. It fucking is. Yeah. Oh my god. No. Listen, Adam. Adam, listen to me, buddy. If you're listening, start Herbert over Tannehill. <laughs> yeah. So the start hurts. We'll and get to that with Adam. We'll get to that with Adam. Sorry. We'll, yeah, we'll talk to Adam about that. I just want to say <laughs> if he's listening, good luck. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, like I said, send us your start sits. We will be back on Saturday with the DFS show. Uh, it'll probably be our last DFS show for a while, and then after this week, uh, if you didn't catch our Tuesday episode, we did go over what we'll be doing next. But it'll be basically a couple recaps. We have our our wheel of punishment, I think is what we're calling it, uh, for the bets. It's it's just the wheel. The wheel of death. That sounds worse. Uh, move on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we have a few things to wrap up the fantasy season. We'll take a quick, probably week or two break, and then we'll be back with a lot of exciting, exciting content. Uh, regarding some prospects, the NFL draft, mock drafts, dynasty stuff. I mean, we're year round, so stick with us even through our our break and and the conclusion of the fantasy season. Randy, do you have anything to add before we leave? Uh, 
hey, happy holidays. Like you said, any questions, please reach out. We love helping. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Sounds good. All right. I echo Randy's sentiment of happy holidays. Go win yeah. your freaking matchups. What's up? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Go title. Go win your matchups. Remember, uh, it's, oh, God, I would have fucked up my flex. My flexes because Sean wasn't here reminding me to put my oh, uh, yeah, early games in my, my starting spots. And be not, very careful those Friday, Saturday matchups, please. <laughs> yeah, especially with... With everything that's happened this year, imagine getting fucked by COVID on a Friday game because you didn't put those players into the, their positions and you left them in your flex. Don't do that. Uh, move those guys out of your flexes. Go win your matchups. We will talk to you on Saturday for Randy Hall. I am Christian Williams. We will talk to you then. Later. When you